0: I believe we are becoming friends now. I see you as a friend, and I'm thankful to God for your life. I pray for you, so I pray that you do also pray for me, as I do pray for you. My topic is just remember, two words, just remember. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, I need your help as I expound your truth. People must know the truth and make decisions, right decisions for you. You are coming again, and people have to know the truth so they can be saved. Speak through me, speak for me, and speak by me. May your children hear your voice, not mine. In your holy name I pray it. Amen. Just remember, there are four important events in everyone's life. That can never be forgotten. Just remember, your best day is a very important day. If you want to have a passport, you need to know your best day. Your wedding day is so important that if you do forget the date, sometimes your wife can be very upset with you. The day when your first baby was born is a day no woman would want to forget. Just remember but the fourth date is one that is secret to everybody. The day you will die, the day I will die, is not known to me, it's not known to you. Somebody told me when I was born, I know when I got married, I know when my wife gave birth to have our first baby, but I don't know when I will die. And nobody will tell me when I died because I didn't know nothing. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Verse 5. The dead know nothing. When a man dies, he knows nothing. He doesn't know anything going on. For the living know that they shall die. But the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. The Bible continues. Also their love... And their hatred and their envy is not perished. Neither have they any more portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. So when someone dies, he doesn't even remember the people he hated. He doesn't even remember his loved ones. He's dead. He's finished. He's gone. We all know that we will die, but we don't know the day. There was a young man who was brought up in a Christian home. And when he got to the 19th age, he went to the university to study law. And he began began reading atheistic books by Nietzsche and Immanuel Kant. And very soon he came to the conclusion that there was no God. For five years he stopped going to church. He didn't want to hear anything about God because God was dead. One day the pastor of his father came to visit him. When he was on vacation, and there was a discussion between the pastor and this gentleman. The pastor asked him, gentlemen, how soon are you going to finish your course? He said, I have a year to go. Then the pastor asked him, what next after graduation? He said, well, I will work. And then the pastor asked, what next? He said, I will make money and marry the most beautiful woman I want. And then what next? The pastor pursued I will have children and make a home. And then what next? The young man answered and said, Well, I will get old and get retired. And then what next? So said, Well, I will get old and stay home and enjoy the booty, the world that I have saved for, for my future. And then the pastor queried further, What next? He said, Well, it's obvious I will die. Then the pastor said, What next? And this intelligent lawyer-to-be had no answer to this question. The pastor who had never gone to school too much, like him, came up with a solution. When the young man was scratching his head, the pastor said, let me help you. You open this Bible to Hebrews chapter 9, verses 27 and 28. As it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgments. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto death, unto salvation, Father, me. Death is not the end of the story. Death is a divine appointment. It is as certain as life itself. Death is as true as the nose of mind that you are looking at. It has no respect of age or education, status or color. It does not matter whether you are rich or poor, whether you go to church or not. But my dear friends, death is not the end of the story. So even if you commit suicide, it's not the end of the story. Why? Because you are going to give account of your life. God the creator, the master designer of the universe, has said in Psalm 14 verse 1, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, their deeds are vile. There is no fool who does good. Anybody who says there is no God is a fool. God is saying you are a fool because you don't even know what you are talking about. You don't know when you will die and you don't know what will happen after death. God has given us life and this life is in our nostrils. I am breathing the breath of life. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being, a living soul. I am alive because the breath of God is in me. I move and do things because God is in me. He's given giving me life. Life comes from God. Just as you work and you have to file your taxes to the government, God has the right to ask you to give account of your life. Job chapter 27 verse 3. It says, as long as I have life within me, the breath of God is in my nostrils. You are alive because God's breath is in your nostrils. Just as at the end of the year, Everybody is supposed to file a tax. You pay taxes in some countries, especially in Holland. They will send you a blue, a blue envelope. And when you see that, you better hurry. Otherwise, you will be in trouble. They call it belasting. You have to file it. The Bible says after death, you and I have to give account of how we lived our lives on this earth. How we spent your life. How did you live it? How did you spend your money? What did you do with the life God gave you? I need a specialist to help me in this issue. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one of us may receive what is due us. For the things done... While in the body, while alive, whether good or bad. Paul says it's a must, including himself. We have to appear before God and tell him how we lived our lives on this earth. Death is not the end of the story. Don't let anybody fool you. And that is why it is very important to, to find the truth and follow it. How I wish we can all go to Jeremiah 6.16 again. Say, find the old paths, the way of salvation, and follow it. Let me read to you here in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Jeremiah 6, 16. It's a text that is so appealing to me. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. What is the good way and walk therein? And ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. I have news for you. Whether you walk in it or you don't walk in it. One day you and I will die, but we have to face God in the judgment. Listen to what the wisest philosopher who ever lived called Solomon said. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verses 13 and 14. Here is the conclusion of the whole matter. The conclusion of the whole matter. All the talking, all the preaching, all the going to church. All the atheistic philosophies and stuff. This is the conclusion. Fear God and keep his commandment. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment. With every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be bad. My dear friends, how can I give account of myself to God in heaven after my death? That is why I need help. How can I stand before God and give account of my life? I need a specialist. I need somebody who is already there. I need somebody who knows me. I need somebody who can stand in for me. And I know that person. My Bible tells me that his name is Jesus Christ. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. Do you want everlasting life? You want somebody to help you file your taxes in heaven, so to speak? In Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. Listen to what the writer says. Wherefore Christ is able also to save them to the utmost that come unto God by him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Only Christ has the right to introduce you to the Father. Only Christ has the right to tell your Father about you. He alone can defend you. He alone can defend you. In First John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, My little children, this things write I unto you, that ye sin not, And if any man sin, we have an advocate, a lawyer, so to speak, with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation of our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. I have a lawyer. If I believe in Jesus, I have somebody who will stand in for me in heaven. On the day when my name is called up yonder, in the day of judgment, I have jesus to represent me in heaven and defend my case listen to what he said in john john chapter 3 and verse 36 listen to what he himself promised john 3 36 he says he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life but the wrath of god abideth." In him. It's so plain, Jesus says. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. You have passed from judgment unto eternal life. But whosoever rejects the Son will not see life. For God's anger remains on him. And you will face the judgment of God. I, don't, I can't stand the judgment of God. I can't face him. The judgment of God is to examine me. It's to, is to find out how I lived my life on this earth is to find out how I lived my life whilst I was alive. Maybe you are asking, why should I believe this? That believing in Jesus Christ saves me from the judgment of God to eternal life of joy, peace, good health, and eternal happiness. I will tell you how. It was in the month of April when Jesus Christ was sentenced by Pontius Pilate to death. He was sentenced to death for treason and blasphemy. And all these were false charges. Pontius Pilate, whilst he was examining, cross-examining Jesus, he asked him a question. But Jesus never answered. The king said in John chapter 19, verses 10 to 11. John chapter 19, verses 10 to 11. Listen to the dialogue between Jesus and Pontius Pilate. John 19. Verses 10 and 11. Then said Pontius Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify you, and have power to release you? Jesus answered, "Thou Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee had the greater sin. And then he says in verse 12, And from henceforth, Pilate sought to release him. Oh, Jesus Christ told him, you don't have the power to kill me. I'm only allowing myself to be killed. I want to die to save mankind. I want to die. Jesus said, you have no power over me. You have no power over me. For one day soon, you will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven. And all the peoples of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He is coming again. The only one who can save you is Jesus Christ. Death is not the end of the story. Judgment is. And the only person who can save you, who can stand in for you, is Jesus Christ. And I'm hoping that you will make him your personal friend. That you will follow Jesus Christ all the way. And follow all the truths you know about Jesus Christ. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Because that is the only way to express your faith in him. Please, accept Jesus as your personal savior. Because you don't know when you will die. And death is not the end of the story. He promised his disciples... When they were getting discouraged. In John chapter 14 verses 1 to 3. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Jesus is coming again. Death is not the end of the story. The end of the story is judgment and the second coming of Jesus. He wants to be sure that you lived right. He wants to be sure that you accepted the offer, the gift he gave you. He wants to be sure that you have the righteousness of Christ in him, in you. Jesus wants to assure you of salvation. He said in John chapter eleven, verses twenty-five to twenty-six. John eleven twenty-five to twenty-six. These are very encouraging words. He was speaking to Martha and Mary at the funeral of their brother Lazarus. John 11, 25 and 26. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Do you believe this? My dear brother, maybe you have lost a loved one. Well, that's not the end of the story. Whatever he did on this earth, he has to give account to God. But for sure, Jesus says a day is coming when all who are dead will hear his voice and will come out of their graves. He proved his promise. Pilate sentenced him to death. On the 15th of April, 31 AD, Jesus was crucified. All Friday night, he was dead. All Saturday, he was dead. But every Sunday morning, Jesus arose. He came out of the dead. He came out of the tomb. He raised his hand and said, All power is given unto me, both in heaven and on this earth. Jesus is alive. And he is the only person who can stand between you and God. Death is not the end of the story. After death, there is judgment. And the only being who can help you is Jesus Christ. He is coming soon. Seventy years after his death, he revealed himself to John on the Isle of Patmos and listened to what he said. Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 to 18. Revelation 1, 17 to 18. My Lord is coming again. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his hand right hand upon me. Saying unto me, fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive even forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. So when somebody dies and you believe in Jesus, he says, I have the keys to your casket. I will keep it until the day when I will come and reward you. Don't let anybody fool you. When we die, we don't go to heaven, neither do we go to hell. If anybody teaches you that after death, somebody goes to hell, it means God is a wicked God. It means Cain is still burning. That is not God. Hellfire will be the day when the final judgment will come. When Jesus Christ will come and burn sinners and the root of sin, that is Satan. My dear friends, Jesus is coming. He is coming again. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. He is coming to reward all who are dead in Christ. He is coming. He is coming with power. He is coming with his great glory, with all the angels, to call all those who are sleeping. Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. Behold, he cometh with the clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. John says, I saw him coming in the clouds. And I saw that those who killed him were given a special resurrection to see Jesus. And then they died again. He is coming. After death, there is something that is going to happen to you. You are going to give account of your life to God. And the only person who can stand in for you is Jesus Christ. If you don't have Jesus... You are lost. You can never stand before the judgment seat of Christ and be innocent if you don't have Christ. Listen to First John chapter 5, verse 12. He that hath the Son hath life. He that does not have the Son of God hath not life. If you want to live eternally, if you want to live uh, eternal life, if you want to die and be saved into the kingdom of God, you need Jesus. You need Jesus. Paul says, I saw it in a vision. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 16 to 18. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. After that we who are alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet with them in the air. We will go to heaven together, both the living and and the resurrected dead. The two groups will meet in the clouds and go to heaven together. Nobody is in heaven and nobody is in hell. After death, you face judgment. Judgment day is coming. And the only person who can save you and me, the only person who can stand between me and God, is Jesus. You need Jesus. You need Christ. A young boy was teasing a preacher. So he asked me a question, Preacher. Tell me, how many miles from here to heaven? If you know, tell me from your Bible. The preacher looked at him and said, From here to heaven, it's only one step. It takes only one step, just one step towards Jesus. And that's the beginning of your salvation. One step, faith in Jesus, followed by repentance and baptism. And God will give you his Holy Spirit. And you will live a holy life. In readiness for the soon coming of Jesus. On the judgment day, you have nothing to fear. Because Jesus was standing for you. He came down so you can go up. He became the son of man so you can become the son of God. He died so you can live. He was condemned so you can be justified. And sanctified. And saved. What is your response? Just remember... Judgment day comes after death. Oh, gracious Father, thank you so much for telling us what to do. Thank you for letting us know how soon we can face you in judgment. We thank you for Jesus Christ who is ready to save us. Help us to accept him. Melt our hearts and our minds. Draw us closer to you. It's my prayer. If there is anybody who is grieving I am praying that your Holy Spirit will comfort such a person. Prepare us for your soon coming. On the day when you shall appear, whether we are dead or alive, remember us. My dear brother or sister, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And comfort your soul if you have lost a loved one. Jesus is coming for, for us. May the Lord bless you. It's my prayer for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, friend, you can no longer forget that there is death and there is judgment after death. Let God prepare you for both of them so you'll be ready in peace. We have DVDs and we have audio CDs that cover this message also and any other message that you have heard us share with you. We pray you will make provision to get your copies and we'll let you have them. Make room for donation also to help this program to be kept on the air. Next week, the same day, same time, there will be another message from the Lord for you. Thank you for watching today's episode of Encounter with Truth with God7 Pastor Dr. Andrews Lawrence-Ew, an international evangelist. For inquiries, prayer or counselling, call any of the following numbers on your screen. And remember, your generous financial support is always welcome. Please call us. May God richly bless you.